0: Welcome to episode four of The Drop-In Sessions, brought to you by Mermaid Jin. I am so psyched to welcome our next guest to The Drop-In Sessions. In this series, I really want to introduce you lovely listeners to different rad women around the world who are really causing ripples, shockwaves, and impact within surfing. Our next guest is a multi-decorated champion. She is a powerful athlete who has become a much-loved and inspiring sportswoman and spokesperson in the UK. If you're not familiar with surf in the UK and its talent, yes, I am corroborating that there are indeed waves and some incredible athletes coming from these small but mighty isles. 27-year-old Lucy Campbell, hailing from South southwest England, one of my personal favorite places in the world, is a seven-times national women's champion and the current British women's champion. An avid sports lover, Lucy was in the top five in the UK as a middle distance runner before an injury led her to change to surfing. She's been a stalwart of UK surfing, mopping up and taking many titles and trophies in her illustrious career. She's been featured in Forbes, The Times, and worked with brands of the likes of Breitling, Ralph Lauren, and Dryrobe. Lucy surfed WSL Qualifying Series events and continues to push forward the rankings and recognition of British surfers worldwide. I am so stoked to have Lucy join us on the drop-in sessions. Lucy Campbell, welcome to the drop-in sessions. How are you? I'm so good, thank you. How are you? I mean, I'm excellent. I did just tell you before I hit record, I've just had a very nice little lunchtime surf, so zero complaints Mm. my
1: side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's an absolute, uh, absolute pleasure to be uh, on here. I'm I'm so proud of you for just stepping out and making this podcast. Like, when we were when you were telling me about it I was like why isn't this already a thing and yeah so well, oh, were got- just, like, diving in and
0: doing it and putting in the graft. so oh thank you so much you're making me blush now it's normally my <laughs> guests after I read the introduction <laughs> but um I feel like I've snagged you just in time because you're packing up and heading heading off to the Maldives right Yes, yeah. Um, there's currently just stuff everywhere. <laughs> um, is this for training? Is it a vacation? What's
1: happening over there? This is, so it's a, um, going with a sponsored, it's a sponsored trip. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going out there. It's, um, they have a, a like surf charter boat out in the Maldives at the moment um and so we're going just to get like a load of content for them just before they start the season so yeah just training and and uh, well having fun i guess really
0: perfect <laughs> Not so the job ever yeah.
1: <laughs> tough sounds like <laughs> a
0: tough gig um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Like, what else has been happening in 2022 for you? I feel like there was this obvious pause during COVID, which put a lot of athletes on ice. Like, stuff just wasn't happening. But now travel and competitions are back
1: on the cards. Like, how have things been looking for you this year? Yeah, so it it sort of just jumped straight back in. I I sort of started, started the year just head down training, which just had, like, a whole new sort of sense of motivation and was just like super keen to try and keep pushing my level and and learn new things and I've um, just got sort of a new sponsor on board this year so I've been able to work more um, sort of long term alongside a coach which has been amazing Um, and then so jump back into competing on the QF um, which haven't had the best results not quite what I was hoping for but just sort of taking you know it's all the like the losses are all part of it and you just gotta learn from them and move forward it's all part of the bigger picture and um yeah just that uh we finished the season of qs's now and we've got sort of two little two-month breaks, so mm-hmm. just using this time to work on coming back stronger <laughs> amazing and now for those of you
0: who are listening who are familiar with uk surfing yes there's a thriving community yes there are waves And yes, the UK is producing some excellent talent. And where I was really like, wowed was last year watching the World Surf Games in El Salvador. So we had like Luke Dillon and Stanley Norman making the men's top 40. You finished 33rd. Is that right? Like those were great results. You guys put on such an awesome showcase of UK surfing. Like the commentators were like going bananas. They were like... Who is the Stanley Norman? I mean, he like came out of nowhere after <laughs> there, and <laughs> like he, he, you the world's best. <laughs> I mean, you guys like absolutely killed it. You and the other chicks on the team. Like, how was that event for you? Like to kind of be on that on that world stage. It looked like such an amazing event. It was. It was
1: an incredible event, and so good to compete in just like fun, consistent ways. That like, we had a few really chunky days, which is like really challenging, and like amazing but um yeah I think I think obviously it was sort of Olympic qualifications as well so we all went into it pretty like serious and pretty you know like guys we could we can actually do this like we've got this um and I think sort of as a team it was maybe this light um like heat practice maybe let us down a little bit you know coming out from COVID having not competed much straight into that event was um quite something really and I think yeah, I was just so proud to to be representing GB and and yeah, the team did did us proud. But we're all ready to push it further and keep keep upping upping the Brits level on that. I just really feel like
0: you got you guys did and like you and the other girls just like look like a power squad of power rangers like you guys are so (laughs) athletic and like absolutely killed it so yeah I really really enjoyed watching that and was just like very very proud at that point to have some British blood in me so nice one (laughs) (laughs) and like you kind of mentioned just like in terms of like running the heats and needing a bit more practice like I feel like being a pro surfer from the UK, what does that mean for your training? Like that's an obvious point you've just mentioned. You almost like beat me to the punch or like preempted my question because I feel like you guys are generally generally like chameleons, right? So you're honing your skills in quite changeable waves in the UK. Maybe you get sessions in the wave pool. You're dealing with cold winters and then for consistency, having to train abroad, right? So yeah, like what... (sighs) How does that kind of impact you as a pro surfer in terms of having to be this chameleon and kind of maybe deal with more changeability yeah. in your training?
1: I feel like British surfers are probably the most motivated surfers <laughs> to be able to keep, you know, pulling on a wet wetsuit in a minus two degree hailstorm to go and surf like two foot onshore slot slop is is quite something to keep that going you know all through winter and and into sort of springtime and, you know I think I've only just taken my boots off here now so and we're like mid-May so it's it is it does take a lot of motivation and I think that's definitely something we're we're strung in and yeah, it, it can be frustrating training in the UK. You know, you just feel like you're, you're improving and you're getting somewhere and then you have a flat spell for like a month. <laughs> and you're like, well, how do I keep that going? <laughs> you know, it's definitely frustrating and yeah, so grateful to be able to travel loads, to be able to keep, keep that consistency going, which, you know, if you're, if you're going to try and compete against staffers from, you know, Australia and Hawaii, you've just got to be able to keep that consistency and training going.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I feel I mean how are the UK's governing bodies now equipped to enable its athletes like yourself to compete on competitive global circuits like is there that support and backing you need or are you guys having to be pretty like hardy and kind of do it yourselves
1: we're all doing it off our own backs at the moment Mm. it's also ISAs because that was Olympic pathway that had funding available so that was sort of that was all sorted for us which is amazing that's a a huge step in the right direction um but sort of doing the world qualifying series um that's all all off of our own backs so you know like some of the surfers that are doing it are working as well they've got jobs and they have to take time out of work to go and to go and do that or it's brand work or relying on sponsorships and things like that um but hopefully fingers crossed there is um There is funding available and it's just, yeah, just hoping that that gets put into sort of the right places to help the sort of Mm, current generation surfers.
0: I feel like when we saw that happen with, say, snowboarding, for example, and skating, like, the results that they got as a result of, like, putting in a cash injection, giving the athletes the support. I think if we, like, rewind to the first Olympics that was really happening with Jenny Jones who now lives in Devon, took a bronze medal in snowboarding slope style. Yeah. I mean, like the proof was in the pudding, right? It's like 100%. talent. the talent's there. It's just like maybe it's that kind of structure and the finance to really enable athletes yeah. to kind of step it up those levels.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you if you think that if they're not having to work a job alongside training, if they're yeah. just able to focus 100% on training, they're going to improve, you know? Yeah. So it's, Absolutely. yeah. I think there was,
0: there is some support coming, isn't there? And I think it's yeah. that from yeah, from UK Sport there was like an investment injection maybe at the end of last year. Is that is that kind of like working towards Paris twenty twenty four Olympics? Do you know?
1: Yeah, so hopefully there will be things come into place for Paris and for Los Angeles as well. Which Amazing. Yes, incredible. Because for me, I think the one thing I would like to happen in British surfing is just to make it so that the up and coming generation just have, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a network that they can rely on and they can take surfing as like a legitimate career pathway and focus on that. And so having things like um, UK sport or sport England coming in and offering sort of financial help in in certain ways will be incredible for that as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah I think that's such a good point and you're like the kind of athlete who's who has demonstrated maybe against the odds because you've done it without that support like it is a legitimate career you've kind of done so much work not just like as a competitive surfer but with like all the other projects you believe in, and like all the other brands and businesses that you're partnering up with, which I'm sure has yeah. enabled you as well to kind of like pursue your competitive goals.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, dialing back to the Olympics a sec, like I know. Yeah. Yeah. The next Olympics, like it, it's in Tahiti, right? Surfing's going to be in oh, Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you how do you how do you feel about that? Would you be
1: like psyched to to get there I and would. like compete at Chopu? I would I would be I mean obviously it's probably the most terrifying wave on the world, <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely need to work on my backhand barrel riding.
0: <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you've listened to the first podcast, but Kiala Kennelly is very keen to become a British uh, athlete. And she's like hunting back in her family history, <laughs> seeing if she can find a way. So I feel like if it was you two ladies on the team, <laughs> I think te- Team GB would probably have have a pretty strong inning. With I mean, I think she's
1: got a bit of a past at that wave as well. Didn't she? She hit the bottom and had to have, this is going to get pretty graphic now, had to have like coral taken out of her skull from Chopo. Oh. I think.
0: Honestly, that I never forget when I first saw that photo. I I was like, I think I was working at Cooler magazine. This was so long ago. And it was probably like the most savage surf injury I think I've ever seen in my life. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. She's such a badass. She's such a badass, so yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be gunning for her and you to like represent on with
1: like helmet and all the like could possibly
0: I mean that's like because that's a thing though, right like more and more surf like more surfers are actually utilizing helmets like really famous yeah. like. Let's say like the Hawaiians, there's been some very high profile, like big wave surfers who are like, I won't surf without my helmet now. You know, that's kind of like becoming yeah. a pretty normal thing.
1: Yeah. And I guess when you look at incidents, like accidents, like uh, Owen oh, and right, and things like that, it's yeah, it's it's pretty good. You know, why not? Yeah, if you feel yeah, yeah. comfortable and have the movement and everything you need in it, then it's a pretty good Definitely. idea.
0: <laughs> now let's dial it back so you grew up in North Devon right yeah. and which is just the most wonderful place in the world for people mm-hmm. listening if you, if you haven't been it's really such a paradise um but yeah like tell me about your life as a kid there like I'm imagining a girl who won like every sports day as a child was that you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I think I think sort of through like primary school I just I I've always loved trying loads of sports, and I I grew up with two older brothers, and we were always super active. You know, like our family, like holidays were sort of like going mountain hiking in in Wales and things like that. So I always just loved like being outdoors, and I think having two older brothers made me pretty competitive. <laughs> and I I sort of I guess I got to a point where I didn't really see myself as any different to them it was like if they can do something why can't I like I should be able to do that too (laughs) um and I yeah I, I think like you know through primary school was so lucky growing up by the coast that after school I'd often just go down to the beach with my friends and we'd play around with rock pools and splash around and things and then my my oldest brother got into surfing um and I was doing like do you know surf life saving yeah 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 like the like kind of lifeguard training stuff um I got into eight, that uh, I don't know like maybe eight quite early on I just loved it and then eventually like my dad and older brother took me surfing about age 10 I think um and I uh, my first time I went in because with surf life saving you got like swimming hat and goggles because you're like swimming in the sea so I, I did that surfing as well <laughs> we got pictures of my first time. Like I've my, my goggles
0: on, just standing up, going along. Yeah. Okay, I, I beg you, send that to me so we can use that as the promotional shot for your
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> are you sure mum and dad are on it somewhere? Yes!
1: <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you're painting, you're painting such a lovely image of, like, growing up there, and, yeah, I just feel like, it's such a beautiful place and actually North Devon yeah. was just recently announced as a world surfing reserve was it I think it's like one of 12 in the world yeah
1: yeah so I think I think it means I think it means they can't do any kind of building that will affect the coast there mm. which is mm-hmm, amazing because mm-hmm. it's it really is a special part of special part of the world and it I'm not is. just saying yeah that I think either.
0: <laughs> yeah no, I totally agree I, I moved to England from Greece to do high school when I was a kid and at first it was really hard because like I was by the ocean in Greece and like it was yeah, beautiful yeah. La, la, la. and then it took me a while to get into the UK and it was when I did a road trip like through Devon and Cornwall that I was like sweet baby Jesus. I was like England is amazing. Yeah, I was, I like, it is so. <laughs> yeah, I was like it is so beautiful yeah. and I've had so many Magical surfs myself over there. Um Yeah. And yeah, so like so you were like doing surf you were doing life saving when you were as a kid and like you started surfing as a kid. So it's really been like a huge part of your life from the get-go.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then sort of because my oldest brother was competing early on and he he was I don't, he was racking in like national titles from I don't know, the age of like thirteen, fourteen. Um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so because he was computing, my parents were like, Well, you're coming along too. you may as well may as well enter you in as well, sort of you know tie you out for the day <laughs> <Yeah>. Quite, <laughs> I was yeah. much energy I still am <laughs> oh. oh my
0: God, I literally can one hundred percent relate to that yeah like- <laughs> I,
1: I feel like you're the same with me on that <laughs>
0: yes um and like I mentioned in your in the introduction that you were actually like a pretty high level runner right and then you made a switch
1: to choose and yeah.
0: focus on professional surfing like
1: how did that happen so I I guess through I did a cross-country in like year seven or something just well, I was like oh you get a day off school and you can go run around in the mud this sounds great. <laughs> And it ended up going really well. I think I won that one and ended up going to the, like, so that was like Devon, North Devon schools and went on and on. And I was at the nationals and my mum was like, maybe we should get you into this running thing. Like you're, you're all right at it. <laughs> and so I joined a club um, and started training and competing in, in running. Um, and, and that was sort of most of my teenage sort of years and I I loved my running club like the the people and friends that I made there are still some of my best friends today like we just had such a good group around us um and that was I mean I I almost don't know that I would have carried it on that long without them but I just loved going and just seeing them and yeah it's amazing it's amazing the people you meet through doing sports that's one of the things I love most about it um and then I yeah, so I I was competing at sort of a high level and and sort of representing oh yeah sort of national level, and then I just got like injury after injury after injury, and I like sort of tore like got micro tears in my Achilles, and then I was so that was through the cross country winter season, and then I was training as hard as I could to get back, you know like. Training twice a day, blah, blah, trying to get back onto the track to make national standard time, um, and I got stress fractures in my feet from um, training too much um, and then and then sort of after college, I was able to start surfing more and just found my rhythm back with surfing and and uh, you don't get injured so much surfing it's all quite soft. <laughs> and then you went on to
0: absolutely smash it so <laughs> I mean like you're just kind of like a, you know just it seems like an all-around sportswoman and on your Instagram I love like when you do share like some of your training content like you you posted that video of you doing like flying press-ups which was just like so <laughs> badass I was like I want to be able to do that so badly <laughs> yeah.
1: absolutely killing it <laughs> Um, I love seeing your stuff too and just I love seeing how many different sports you're doing and you're just like one day you're climbing and next day you're doing this and then you're surfing and I'm like oh, I just I want to do all the fun stuff with you
0: <laughs> oh my god you must like you You have a forever <laughs> invite now to Portugal so like please <laughs> come join me and thank you um so yeah like when you so when you kind of like went into competitive surfing like talking about the differences like between the UK and like other countries
1: yeah. um
0: which have like really strong like um, organizations that kind of like help take athletes through different the different stages from like being a kid to a grom and like through the levels like what's the path like into a career in professional surfing for a UK athlete and how might it differ from like the USA or Hawaii pardon me Hawaii is in the USA or like Australia
1: (laughs) yeah so um it's sort of from competing in the UK as a kid I guess I mean you're pretty reliant on sort of your parents really unless you get sponsorship early on um like I'm so grateful for my parents for giving up so much of their time and weekends driving me to beaches and athletic track and muddy fields and (laughs) all those kinds of things. Um, But it is like you are heavily reliant on, on your parents at a young age in, in these sports. And um, then I think from, it is, it is heavily sponsorship orientated. You know, if you, if you get someone that can give you your wetsuits and your clothing and maybe your boards as well through, Through those younger years then it really helps out and I think sort of other I know especially Germany have now got those like grassroots systems in place and I think hopefully that's that's going to become a thing here as well where we can sort of help take some of that financial side of it out of because because at the end of the day that's the worst part that sort of money can affect how far you go in a sport like it should Mm -hmm. should just be that if you're good at it and you work really hard at it then you can make it a thing
0: yeah absolutely and like I mean that's not even getting into the whole thing of like women not having equal pay until like only recently and how you know a lot of women won't make it through because of previously there was like you know a more favorable i'm putting that in inverted commas but people can't see because this is a recording (laughs) image image of like a female athlete of what like brands are sponsors so it obviously like so i think surfing was the first sport to introduce pay parity which is just actually pretty freaking awesome but yeah yeah and um you've like so yeah as a result you sort of become such an inspiring athlete in the uk for men and women alike you've been like i said you've been in Forbes. You've been in major campaigns for like some awesome brands. Um, and I feel like you're kind of like that multifaceted athlete who almost transcends sport, like busy with your activism projects, women's sport, a proponent of a healthy lifestyle. Like you had your Fueling Lucy platform, sharing your food and nutrition, which I hope comes back soon.
1: Yes. And <laughs> Wait, I'm on it.
0: <laughs> it was so good. What and then, <laughs> and when you started your career like did you anticipate it would develop how it has
1: no I I honestly no I really I you know I, I grew up looking at all the surf magazines and I was like oh I really want to do that and obviously my older brother was training he he was sponsored by O'Neil from an early like early on and he was sort of traveling for training and competing and I was like that's so amazing I really want to do that when I grow up um and I can't count the number of times I got told that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get sponsored because I wasn't blonde enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I didn't have big enough boobs. I I had an athletic figure. I wasn't, you know, the right body shape for it. And, and, you know, I I carried on with surfing because I loved it. And then I sort of realized, you know, and, and and thankfully, thank God (laughs) so many changes have moved away from that in sport. Um, But I guess for me, I would hate, like, it makes me feel sick that anyone might actually think this, that they can't make it in a sport because of the way they look. And that's in surfing in any sport. Like, that's my worst nightmare for a young girl to be growing up and think that the way they look surpasses their ability in, in anything, I guess.
0: Mm, that's, that's That's pretty mental and shocking that you were told because of your body shape that you couldn't make it. I mean, like, do we think guys would have to deal with that like back then that's just like that's like mind-blowing but you're totally right there's been I feel like there's been a lot of change effort and the surfing industry itself has been going through a real metamorphosis and women's surfing has really developed a lot it's becoming a lot more varied in terms of the talent coming through and like the possible success in like competitive surfing longboarding free surfing bringing like Wider diverse talent out to the fore? Like, how do you feel that the direction of of women's surfing is headed now?
1: I think it is on the most incredible trajectory at the moment. And I think, like, and I, I, it's almost been like having that equal pay come into. Place. It was almost a little tipping point. Like I'm sure if you looked at it on I don't know, some kind of chart or something, you could almost see that as like a little turning point where women were like, you know what? I can actually do this as this is like a career pathway now, and I can do it and I'm gonna be paid equally. And and that's definitely come into play in sort of sponsorship and things as well. Um and I just think like there's so many incredible trailblazers out there in big wave surfing in like you said longboarding and there's there's so many inspiring incredible women out there doing mind-blowing things.
0: <laughs> yes, it's so unbelievably awesome to like see it happening right now and yeah. I feel like surfing itself as well has exploded since like let's say 2020. I feel like it's just yeah. gone like bang. Like what are your hopes for the UK surf industry and as an athlete from the UK?
1: um so I think now that there's been a shift sort of in the way the world qualifying series works and you know you compete in Europe and then go on to the challenger series from that I well for myself I'm setting my sights on sort of qualifying for that challenger series um and I really think that we've got a lot of other athletes that are on that on that line already you know um Patrick Land Dark, one of the guys from Wales, was oh, I think one place off of qualifying this year. Did incredibly well at some of the events, and so I think just bringing you know UK surfing onto the map in that regard would be amazing. And then I'm honestly just seeing more women in the water as well, which is incredible. Like I love, I just love that, like just seeing women getting stuck in and having a go and. You know, out there on whether it's foamies or longboards or fishes, like just having so much fun. And I I love seeing that. That's the best it, thing for
0: me. It is amazing, isn't it? I remember when I first went to Devon when I was a kid, I felt like, yeah, I didn't see too many. Maybe no. I saw you like freaking ripping. We probably crossed paths or something. But like <laughs> now, now it is so different, isn't it? Like I actually some places I go to, there are more chicks than guys in the lineup. And I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm definitely in like whenever when I go to Central America like that's one place I really notice like there's all like so many women in the lineup there like yeah. Indonesia when you go there like the U.S. but even in the U.K. now it's and there's some amazing talent coming out you mentioned Patrick like are there any young girls and women from the U.K. you've really got your eyes on
1: you're just like yes this is someone oh, massively massively. like I've got to like keep upping my game <laughs> <laughs> We've got so there's sort of locally here, we've got Lauren Sandlin, who's an amazing ripper. She's got like the most incredible technique I've ever seen. Um, Alice Barton from Wales is ripping. Um she's like, yeah, really setting the bar high. And Ellie Turner, so she's the surfer from Bude, is um is killing it, and she's done really well, competing on an inter- international stage as well. And then there's There's such an amazing talent pool coming up and and having, you know, I think even having sort of social media and Instagram and whatever it may be, like YouTube videos and things coming up and seeing, you know, they see other girls ripping and they're like, push the level, you know, it's like they can do it. So can I. And and it's, yeah, I think it's really pushing the level.
0: It's amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, I just feel like it's getting more and more clear, right? I just feel like El Salvador last year it was almost everyone was just like, "Whoa!" Like all the like other internationals, like the commentators were just like, "Hot damn!" Like look at Team GB. Do <laughs> yeah. you know what
1: I mean? in <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Earth or> England. <laughs> no way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was mega, mega cool. And um, on the subject of Instagram, actually, I've got to give you some major props for a super real Instagram post. You put out name dropping Dame sustainable tampons whilst in use surfing yeah. with with the tag hashtag normalize it. and I freaking love that because it's oh, like there's you. a lot there's a lot of people like a lot of girls and women who think you can't slash shouldn't surf during your period and I mean. Not everyone who menstru everyone who menstruates is different and like heck on like day one of mine I might not be in the water, lol. But of course it's not necessarily <laughs> debilitating or should keep us out the no. water. So I did think that was really cool that you put that oh, up and it did exactly you. what you said, like normalized it. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean I think we all have well, they're not even accidents. We all have real life things happen to us while we're menstruating. And yes. On, on this one, I mean, I left it kind of subtly. I think it was mostly women that could actually spot what was going on. But I'm yes. uh, doing a bottom turn and I've got, like, my tampon string, like a little tail <laughs> <really> behind me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, this this happens all the time. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, but I, totally- I do think you just need to take that embarrassment away from it and just embrace that these things happen. <laughs>
0: These things happen. You're so right. Like, I don't know if you saw that like short film a few years ago by Lauren Hill. You know, that she's like an American surfer that now lives in Australia. She's married to Dave Rastovich. They're like the coolest couple of all time. But she like put out this really cool short movie, um, which was just like, what is Ashley really like? It was like, no. We don't all have the perfect bikini lines. Yes, we're sometimes on our period. Yes, sometimes
1: accidents yeah. happen.
0: Yeah. It was so good. Like, I highly recommend you watch it and, like, oh, anyone else listening. Good. Like, it was absolutely brilliant. Like, I loved it. It's like, a, like maybe, like, an eight-minute clip. <laughs> it's
1: not perfect. Yeah, just, like, uh, let's not let, us, let it hold us back. Like, yeah, totally. No reason. And I mean, obviously, everyone's different, and some people – just want to be in a little cocoon do whatever you feel your body needs but if you want to get out there just just don't let it hold you back girls
0: <laughs> yes totally agree and so like okay so you're like busy athlete on the road lots of training like what else do you like to get up to like I mentioned you have like a food and cooking platform what else like what yeah what else do you like to get up to when you're not surfing and training
1: um I yeah I love I love cooking and I find it just a really nice way to kind of like wind down put some music on and just like boogie around the kitchen (laughs) and uh um and just knowing sort of exactly what's going into the food you're eating and you can control control what's yeah control your diet and things through that um so I love that and then I'm away so much that really when I'm home, I just love catching up with friends and family and just spending time with them and just, it's yeah, it's the best thing ever, isn't it? Just coming back and I'm so, I've got such an, so lucky to have such an amazing group of people around me that I just come back and have a big old catch up with them around, like catch up with them and just, yeah, I just feel so grateful to have them all. <laughs>
0: oh, amazing. It's what I've been
1: feeling this past week, just like, wow I'm so lucky to have so many amazing humans in my life
0: <laughs>
1: oh that's so cool <laughs> and like
0: it's good to have that support network especially I imagine if and you're just constantly on the road like you probably need it's good to have those kind of like support networks around you yeah definitely because it'll just like help you when like you're exhausted and things get hard oh, and no, I'm sure yeah. as an athlete there's a lot of times you're exhausted and like traveling can get freaking long let's face it oh my gosh yeah <laughs>
1: i've had the Uh, unluckiest run with traveling recently that i had like my i had one flight i showed up for and they they canceled my ticket without telling me and i was just like well so i can't get on this flight they're like no you don't you don't have a ticket for it like i've got my i've got my seat number right here (laughs) so that was obviously pretty stressful and then i had my car broke down twice on the way to the airport so I was like, sat at like midnight at the side of the road in the rain, just thank God I had a dry robe in the back of my car. <laughs> oh, and then, and then my last one, the my passport had expired apparently, even though it still had nine months left on it. So they turned oh, me man. away from the day. So I'm like, I go to the Maldives this time. I'm like, please just, please just go smoothly. <laughs> well, I'll be crossing my fingers for you. And, um, So,
0: yeah, that leads me to my last question, which is what I'm asking every guest. And that is, what ultimately would you like your legacy to be? Oh,
1: that is a good question. I think that if you're passionate and you want something, don't let anything stop you from getting it.
0: Amazing. And I think that's such a great note to finish on. And those of you listening... And those of you who know her, I'm sure you'll agree, Lucy is such an amazing ambassador for UK surfing. If you're new to UK surf, I'm sure you've learned a lot about the wonderful UK surf scene, about Lucy, about some of the talent that's coming out. And you should definitely keep your eyes on this small and humble but mighty group of islands called the British Isles because there is cracking (laughs) talent of the likes of (laughs) Lucy Campbell coming your way. (laughs) (laughs) watch out (laughs) watch out so Lucy thank you so so much have an amazing trip to the Maldives and we'll see you soon
1: been an absolute pleasure take care